welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where we import all the good parts from Japan. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. Pull out your power coins and your power morphers and get ready to call your zords. It's morphin' time. We're talking Power Rangers. Hey, Ben, how's it going? It's going good. Yeah, what you been up to? Uh, work. Work? Gross. I spent the entire holidays between uh, Christmas and New Year's redoing the road to my house. I do got to say that road is quite nice now. Yeah, it's bitching. Uh, yeah, before it was like a, like a video game, like having to dodge pits and yeah. shit. It's less exciting now. I think I saw an alligator in one of those things. We got to grab the vine. Yeah. <laughs> so uh we've been tasked with uh with watching some uh bunch of Power Rangers. Yeah, our good buddy Thomas suggested that we do some Power Rangers and uh that was a good fucking idea. Yeah, we'll oblige. Yeah, I I loved me some Power Rangers. Still do to a degree. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's a little harder now. When we were when we were younger when it first came out, what was it like 92, 93? Ninety, yeah, ninety three, ninety four, maybe somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, we we clearly didn't do any research. Yeah, we were we were at the time too old to be Power Rangers fans. I think we mentioned this when he when he uh, suggested the topic. Yeah, we were solidly like eleven already. Yeah, but we were both kind of closet Power Rangers fans. We I I remember going over to your place after school. We weren't quite in junior high, but I remember going over there and watching it and how it was like, it was like a secret. Like we couldn't tell people that we were Power Rangers fans. It may not have started in junior high, but I think it ended up there. Yeah. We were probably watching it. Then. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, it's Power Rangers. Like, it was, it didn't have a lot of depth, but it had uh, cool martial arts sparks and uh like giant mech kaiju fights yeah giant robots giant monsters like what's not to love bad acting but whatever we were kids acting was the least of my concerns when i was 11 see it almost seemed like for the kids of our generation it was like the anti ninja turtles like you were either a turtles fan or you were a power rangers fan and we were clearly turtles fans growing up so it was like what the fuck is this thing from Japan that with everybody moving their arms really quickly every time they had to say something like, well, yeah, and yeah, turtles had a, had a definite lack of awesome poses. That's true. Like there was some good posing in Power Rangers. You know, it's funny. I was talking to one of my coworkers earlier today, just in preparation. I was, I was getting ready for the show uh, on my lunch break and he's 35. He's two years younger than us. And I asked him if he was a Power Rangers fan. And he was just saying that he was a little bit too old for it. I was like, oh, shit. Because yeah, yeah, me too, dude. Whoops. <laughs> you know, he said his little brother was in it. And he even brought in the comparison that, like, you know, he was a Ninja Turtles fan, not Power Rangers. And I was like, oh, shit. So well, it, it confirmed that we were too old for this. Why not both? There's no reason to be mutually exclusive here. Oh, shit. Like, turtles were cool as shit, but, like, why can't you love some Power Rangers, too? Like, you don't need to... It's not like they were so diametrically opposed that they couldn't work together. They did. They <laughs> literally had a crossover episode. The Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles 
universes merged. It's true. It it was in a series that was later than the one than the one that we watched. Yeah. Um. So I never actually saw the full episode. I saw some little clips from it. But that that's the thing with Power Rangers. Like I understand that for the last twenty five years, it's gone strong, and there's just a new iteration every year or two. But for me, I the original Power Rangers is the one that that uh, was closest to my heart. That was the only one that I really kept up with. I mean, that was the one that I watched as a child. Um, but now that I have children of my own, like I've seen a ton of different Power Rangers Ooh. because it's just it's kept on going. And like, you know, my son is totally into Power Rangers, as any young boy should be. Fucking nerd. Ah, he's got Ninja Turtles. Why is he watching Power Rangers? Power Rangers has been consistent. Ninja Turtles has kind of waxed and waned. Yeah, well. As far as strength of the ages goes, I don't know. Power Rangers may be victorious. Yeah, you know, they they've got a uh they've got a formula that really works. And th- the only thing that's really changed is the actual cast and the uh the zords themselves or vehicles or whatever they're yeah, the using costumes. these days. Yeah. But it's still I mean, I imagine I could watch an episode from a brand new Power Rangers show, and it is more or less the exact same from what I remember. It is instantly familiar. It's like <laughs> it's like the highlights magazine of TV shows. Oh shit! Once you've read one Timber Toes, you've read them all. Prepping for this, I was going through and like they had like plot synopses for each of the different seasons, and I was like, "Is that really necessary? <laughs> is anyone really coming to Power Rangers for the plot?" Yeah. Insert name, insert mild drama, insert robot fight. Bad guy shows up here. Power Rangers kick his ass. One of the Power Rangers has a crisis of confidence. They get over it. They kick ass. Yeah. High five. That's the plot. But it works. It's solid. No one's showing up for the plot. No. But I mean... It was interesting when we uh, when we first started watching the original series. You had this uh, this Rita Repulsa popping Ooh, out of yeah. some weird little jar she was stuck in manhole cover out in the desert. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's on the moon, I guess. Where else do you go? If yeah, you're big bad. So she's got this base on the moon. She's got Goldar, who was uh, the the big sniveling henchman who was actually a uh, a physical threat to the Power Rangers in the beginning. Magic wand, make my Goldar grow! <laughs> oh, shit. I always wondered how she got her magic wand back. Oh, yeah, because she would huck that thing. Yeah, she'd, like, throw it from the moon to the earth, and, it would like, the ground would fall in. It was a pretty cool shot. Yeah. And then Goldar would get all big. And it's like, well, how do you get your magic wand back now? It's, like, <laughs> it's on Earth, and you're on the moon. And then we've got uh, we've got Finster, who made the uh, the monsters. He was a little monster creator. Throw him in a little, uh, little easy-bake oven. And uh, she'd grow them, too, when she needed to, I suppose. Do you remember the names of, of the characters? There was, like, that one pig-faced guy that was kind of spiky. Yeah, had, like, and the then, big chin and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I don't know. And then there was no, the other not. one that had, like, he almost looked kind of bat-like, but without wings. I don't know. Nope. He used a lot of hair gel, like, all over his body. They, they, uh, they were, like, the mooks that would, like, say stupid stuff in the background. Yeah. But they didn't actually do anything. Like, Goldar was, like, the threat. He'd come down every once in a while and be like, I'm going to whoop me some Power Ranger ass. Yeah. And then he'd get his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, And then eventually, uh, oh, what was his name? Something with a Z, because he had a scepter with a Z on it showed up. 
Oh, shit, dude. I, I was going to get to that eventually. But yeah, that was season two, Lord Zed. Lord Zed, yeah. And he had, like, like his brain was showing on the top of his head and shit. Yeah, his whole body looked like it was skinned. Like it was, it yeah, was just yeah. musculature. And then he had this like silver armor over like, it. Ca- like, yeah, like really sparse cage over it. Like yeah. barely holding him together. And, and I loved how like he was like, I'm the boss. And Rita was like, yeah, you're a chump. She She gave no shits about that guy. Well, he came in and fucked her up. He fucking shrunk her and put her back in a jar and sent her across the galaxy. Yeah, but she came back and still didn't put up with his shit. Well, yeah, she came back and then tricked him into falling in love with her. It was I mean, absurd. Who wouldn't fall in love with Rita <laughs> Repulsa? Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it's been so many years since I watched this show that I, I went ahead and um, in trying to do some research, I went and found some YouTube videos that just had some basic like recaps season by season. Where it just took like the the greatest hits, the greatest moments of those seasons, and just threw them in there. It was like an hour long each, and so uh, it was just the fights, <laughs> just the fights, and <laughs> and the super cheese ball interactions, like yeah. uh, like fucking Billy somehow being smart enough to to make a watch that is a communicator, but also taps into their teleportation network. Wait, he was a total nerd. Yeah, I mean, I guess we should get into that. Uh, we've got Zordon, who's a creature from another dimension, who's a floating head in ours. And uh, and he's got Alpha 5, his little robot. And what does he tell Alpha to do in the very first episode? Teleport us five overbearing and over-emotional people. Yeah. To which Alpha 5 says, oh, no, not teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Because I love like later on, like like when you watch the 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 Power Rangers movie, they're like, you know, Zordon picked five of the you know best people he could find or whatever. I was like, no, he didn't. He picked five overbearing and over emotional people. That's yeah. what he asked for. This wasn't a fucking <laughs> Green Lantern ring that was looking no. for fearlessness and willpower and bravery. You know, yeah, overbearing and over emotional humans. So we had our main rangers in the very beginning. We had uh, we had Jason, who was the Red Ranger, the leader. We had Zach. The Black Ranger, Trini, the Yellow Ranger, Billy, the Blue Ranger, who we spoke about, the fucking nerd. And then we had Kimberly. Hello. Uh, The Pink Ranger. Ranger. Yeah. And thankfully, they they all wore those colors exclusively. Like right from the beginning, too. Yeah. I like how Zordon, like, get him, and he's like, "Uh, I guess you're going to be the Blue Ranger because you're wearing blue. And you'll be the Pink Ranger. Like, very simple doling out of tasks there because they were all already color coordinated he also like uh spoke to their character when he was handing out like their zords like uh with with zach the uh the black ranger he's like clever and brave you are the mastodon oh clever and brave huh of note is not a dinosaur oh yeah no shit not even like not even close like this not thing even did in not the ex- same age did not exist when they were i mean technically a, the pterodon's not a dinosaur either but, like, at least it existed contemporaneously with the rest of them. Yeah. Mastodon, not even close. And then with Billy, the the nerd, he says, Oh, Billy, patient and wise. You are the powerful Triceratops. Wait a minute. One of these things is not like the other. Didn't a Triceratops have a brain the size of a peanut? Yeah. Didn't it just get sick from eating shit? All- oh, no, that's Jurassic Park. <laughs> so these guys have to... One week at a time or one day at a time. I don't know. The first season was 60 episodes, so I'm not sure how long it took them to air it. 60? Yeah. Holy shit. It was fucking absurd. That is a mighty season. Yeah. 
uh, one at a time, starting with Goldar and then going on to the uh, the little clay monsters that Finster makes. From then on, they have to fight these jerk offs and they get these uh, they get these Zords, right? What are Zords? Well, Zords appear to be giant robots that they can pal around in and then they eventually can combine to produce a Megazord. Yeah. So Jason had the Tyrannosaurus. Uh, let's see. Kimberly had the, the Pterodactyl. Uh, Trini had the saber-toothed tiger. Also not a dinosaur. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Zach had the mastodon. And Billy had the triceratops. And it, it was, I think one thing that was uh, accessible for us when we were younger was that it was familiar enough after coming out of Voltron. Yeah. You know, where we saw a bunch of tiger mechs join together to do one big-ass mech. Voltron mech was fucking bad. Yeah. And I mean, to its credit, I think that original Megazord is pretty badass. It was great when I was when I was going back and uh, doing my research and looking at all the uh, all the Megazords that came after. They were all just kind of fucking turds compared. I've wanted to make like a Megazord costume, like a papercraft Megazord costume for a long time. I would love to see it. I haven't done it yet, but it would be fucking cool because it is just it's a rad costume. Yeah, and and. You know, the, those uh, those enlarged fights, you know, when you have the Megazord and you have the giant-sized monster, they were filmed very much like the old Godzilla movies where they just have, like, building city sets that are giant, and then you have actors in these suits. I mean, it's gorgeous watching this giant fucking robot man, like, actually moving around and fighting and swinging his sword and sparks flying out of him. Like, it was super cool. And, like, going back and doing the uh, the uh, the recap on it, you see all these fight scenes and you're like, holy shit, like that's actually a person with a costume. Like, yeah. Where is that costume right now? And they're fucking cool because it's like like the sparks. Like I, I've always wondered and I still don't really know, like where did the sparks come from? Like were they in the suit? Were they in the sword? Yeah, especially when they're like the actual Power Rangers characters where they're just wearing fabric. Yeah, where they, yeah, someone would punch them or kick them real hard or do like a weird spiral two foot kick and like <laughs> sparks would fly out. And the cool thing about that too is that it's practical. So like, after that in the battle, they've got like char marks on their chest yeah. from the sparks because they actually had sparks on their chest. It was fucking cool. Like there's battle damage going on as the battle progresses. Yeah, it's just giant robots and monsters fighting each other. And uh, it's just the kind of shit I like. Like it's fucking cool. Yeah. Kind of harkens back to the old Godzilla days. And, you know, eventually uh, in, in Japan... You know, back back then they had uh, what was it called? Sentai, Super Sentai. Oh, hello. Yeah, no, Super Sentai was the origin of the Power Rangers. Basically, back in the early '80s or the mid '80s, I think it was. Haim Saban went to Japan and he was there and he was walking around. He saw a show that was called uh, Oh boy, I gotta find it in my notes here. Kaudenshi Bioman, and it was one of the Super Sentai shows. Super Sentai. Is a Japanese show that's been around since 1974. Oh, shit. Produced by uh, Toei, I think it's called. It, it's spelled like Toe with an I at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they'd been producing these since 1974. And like during the research, like I, while, in the background while I was doing something else, I put on an hour-long all-transformation video on YouTube. <laughs> oh, shit. That went from like 1974 all the way through with all of the Super Sentai and all of the Power Ranger stuff. All of their transformations the whole way through. And it was shockingly entertaining. 
<laughs> I think it was cool. It's like, oh, I know that one. Oh, that's awesome. There's the Japanese one. There's the American one. That's fucking cool. But they, uh, but yeah, this this show had been on since the seventies, and he saw it, and he and he brought it back, and he tried. He wanted to get a Bioman show going first, and no one would buy it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he kind of went on a little longer, and then Fox decided to pick it up. They ended up making a deal with Toei to use footage from uh, Kyo Ryo Sentai Zoo Ranger for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, shit. So basically, in Power Rangers, all of the fight scenes where they're in costume and all of the Zord battles are straight from the Japanese version. Absolutely. And you can see the difference in their suits. Like, the Japanese ones, they're like very slick looking. And then once it goes to the American ones, like the, the rare shot in the early seasons where it shows the Americans in their, uh, in their getups. Oh yeah. Without their helmets on. Yeah. It, it, it has a completely different fabric quality. And like even something like the green Rangers armor, like in the Japanese ones, like it looks solid. It's molded. It's something, it's probably foam, but you look at the, uh, at the American ones and it's just straight like fabric, like filled with, with like, batting pillow stuffing yeah well saban was cheap as fuck Uh essentially like his idea was we can take all the cool parts of this show and steal them and you know record some garbage around it and make a load of money without doing anything and uh turns out he was right yeah so the thing they kind of screwed up in the beginning though was that uh they started doing the zoo ranger stuff where they would take all the cool footage and they would uh, kind of insert the the actors we know as non-Power Rangers. But they burned through all the footage really fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, there were 60 episodes in the first season. Like, That's a fucking load of episodes. And they couldn't use any of the footage where they didn't have their helmets on. So, like, anything in the original show where they didn't have helmets on, tough shit. Can't use it because those are clearly not the right actors. Yeah. And so they burned through it all and they ended up having to pay Toei to make a whole bunch of additional fight scenes to finish off the season. And then when the second season came around, because uh, in Japan, the Super Sentai thing, every year it would change to a different team. Yep. And so the second season, um, Dire Ranger came out and they had different costumes because it's a different team. It's a totally different story. It's like a serialized or what is it? Episode? Yeah, serialized. So yeah. like every every time it comes out, like every year, it's a new story completely. And Saban was like, well, we don't want to change the costumes because everybody knows these costumes. They already love these characters, right? And so they ended up shooting a ton of their own ground fight scenes and paying Toei a whole bunch of money to, you know, use the monster costumes from that series to refilm new stuff. And uh, it was expensive and it sucked. So... uh that was one of the reasons, other than to make a load of money, they made the Power Rangers movie. See, that explains a lot, because as I was going through my recap, because I realized what I watched mostly growing up was the first two seasons. And in the second season, it was clear how much more American footage there oh, was. Yeah. yeah, and it was not as good. No, and I mean they they used a lot of like weird zoom shots, and you like you could see them still trying to do like the striking the pose and like you know moving their arms every time someone spoke. You know, like they were definitely making an effort to to mimic that old style. But yeah, it was it was clear that it, that there was so much more American footage coming into that. Yeah, and so the movie allowed them to kind of bridge because they realized 
we can't keep doing this and making money. Three of the Power Rangers quit partway through production. Yeah, Jason, Trini, and Zach left to be replaced by uh, Rocky, Adam, and Aisha. Yeah, yeah, because they basically they came out later on and said, like, well, we could have made more money working at fucking McDonald's. So why would we do it? Because they were paying them so little to do it. Because, frankly, they weren't doing that much either. Yeah, they also weren't great. No, like, yeah, they were. These were not A-list actors. One thing that that uh, that always jumped out at me about Jason was that like he's such a reserved actor when they're when they're in their human form, but when he goes to voiceover, when they're when they're using the uh, Japanese footage, he goes into like super yelly man. He's just like, yeah, Morphin Time, blah blah blah, Megazord Power, blah. But like when he's talking, he's just like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm Jason. I'm- <laughs> Well, I mean, to his credit, have you watched any of the uh, Super Sentai stuff? No. It's typical Japanese TV. There's a lot of yelling. (laughs) They are shouting everything. So uh, he may have been doing a pretty accurate adaptation of what the uh, source content was, to be frank. Yeah, and you know, I was watching uh, the the episode of uh, Toys That Made Us on Power Rangers, and I fell asleep during the middle of it. So uh, unfortunately, I didn't see the end of it. But one thing that I learned from that that I really liked was apparently Stan Lee was super interested in bringing uh, the Super Sentai to America, but they couldn't make it happen within Marvel Comics. Like he and um, shit, I feel awful. This lady that that was uh, that was heading up the thing, like she brought it to Stan Lee. Like they they were actually really interested in bringing it to America before Saban took it on yeah yeah they were they uh, marvel had an interest in it and they tried to do something and it just didn't come together yeah and then like haim saban i i found or Haim saban i found out from that like he was actually a composer that was known for for creating uh uh cartoon theme songs including like he-man oh and really? inspector gadget oh do 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 yeah doo-doo. i love that theme song yeah two of Solid my favorite theme, theme songs um a bunch more that i did not take note of but um yeah he eventually teamed up with marvel and and uh and they 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 were the ones that made it happen or they made the pilot at least well i guess originally uh jason narvey the guy that played skull yeah was uh he originally when he went in there he auditioned for the role of billy oh shit and uh it he definitely seems to fit the role of the uh, nincompoop ne'er do well more yeah. than than Billy. Yeah, what's funny is uh, in that recap, there was no talk of bulk and skull. No talk at all. They're pivotal. No, those guys not, are not even one super moment important. That was one of the few things that uh, Power Rangers really contributed that wasn't from Super Sentai. Like a lot of the the plot lines and stuff, especially later on, they just lifted wholesale from what was going on in Super Sentai. Yeah. Whereas, but the 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 always having like the moron doofus and his mook companion. Yeah. Like that's a solid Power Rangers thing. <laughs> that is, that is not as present in Super Sentai. That's one of the few original thoughts that came into this project. Yeah, the goofy bumbling bullies, and they persist. All the way through. Like I was watching like the samurai one with my son a couple years ago and uh, it's not bulk and skull. It's two other dudes, but they are fulfilling the exact same role. Oh, that's so weird. And it works. Yeah. That's so bizarre. There's a big fat guy and a little skinny guy and the big fat guy's all overbearing and, and the little skinny guy's kind of like more submissive and be like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And they're both morons. <laughs> they get stuff spilled on their head. <laughs> and shit. Yeah. 
they they fall all over shit. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're total doofuses. And uh, that that thread goes through nearly every Power Rangers, at least most of the ones I've seen. You know, and it's funny because I I look at all the Power Rangers that have come out since the ones that that we watched originally, and I just look at those costumes like those costumes look fucking stupid. What the fuck? That's not Power Rangers. Look at those dumbass visors and those tights. I'm like, man, there is nothing about the Power Rangers that I knew and loved that makes their costumes any better at all. Well, and and that's because those costumes were lifted straight from Super Sentai. After Zeo, they were like, hey, this whole having our own costumes thing is not working. We need to just, you know, go with whatever footage we can get. Yeah, yeah. And do it cheap. Well, that's smart business for what they were doing. Oh, absolutely. Because for them, it's like, we need a new series. We are selling, like, I think their first year they sold like a billion dollars in toys. Like, they, they came from nothing. Apparently, Bandai America was known for making sidewalk chalk, mostly. Oh shit! Yeah, like, really? Yeah, Bandai Japan had a uh, had a uh, partnership with Koei, so they were they were building those uh, the the toys and the models and stuff. But then when it came over to America, like they didn't know shit. They didn't know how to market shit. Like, and they were the ones in charge of naming these things too. You know, so all of a sudden they're they're, they're coming up with like Zords and like Mighty uh, Morphing because it's Metamorphosis, uh, Power Ranger, like. <laughs> they they all of a sudden just had to create all this shit. And then within a year, they're just they're right up there with all of the big names, the Mattels and the and the I don't know, Toy Biz, Kenner, fucking Fisher Price. <laughs> I don't know. All the toy company, all of a sudden they are a force to be reckoned with. So you it 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 was very smart of Saban to learn to adapt that show to what he could keep on producing, you know, in in relation to the the Japanese stuff. They're still doing it now. Like, yeah. So Super Sentai's, like I said, it came out in 1974. They're still making it today. That's so absurd. It's still going to me. on. And, and Power Rangers is also still going on. It, it was just renewed for an 18th season because it's super cheap to produce and kids still love it. Yeah. Like, my son's nine and uh, he digs the shit out of some Power Rangers. Like, when, we were, when I was watching that video with all the Transformers, he was like, Oh, that's the one from RPM. Oh, that's the one from SPD. I know all these. And like he'd see like the Japanese transformation and be like, yeah, that's the one from this American Power Rangers. Like he knew almost all of them because he's watched a ton of it. He was schooling us earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, like, get I, the fuck out of here, kid. Yeah. His, his knowledge of recent Power Rangers far exceeds mine. So going, going back to the characters of the original series, uh, you know, we have, the, we have the five Power Rangers to start it off with. And then the big thing that came throughout the uh, the middle of the first season was the Green Ranger. How do you feel about Tommy, the Green Ranger, who was originally given power by Rita Repulsa? Yeah, he was originally a bad guy. Yeah. It was the same thing that happened in Super Sentai. Like, I watched a side-by-side -side where it was like the reveal of the Green Ranger in each of them. And uh, the Japanese one was considerably more interesting. But yeah, it was... he. He came out and he was like a villain at first. And then that guy, he ended up being the Red Ranger later. Oh, in, in the Japanese? No, no. The dude that played Tommy, you know, that was Tommy, what, Oliver? Tommy Oliver? Yeah. That's his name, right? Yeah, he was the Red Ranger in... In a later series? In Zeo, I think. See, I thought, he'd, I, th I thought I'd heard he came back in a later series, but I certainly was not watching by then. Yeah, like I was around for a long... Like when I was watching the transmission, I was like... Damn, that guy stuck around for a long time. <laughs> like, way beyond he would have been in high school. That's for damn sure. Yeah, like, he was introduced and, you know, he was he was the new kid on the block, whereas the Power Rangers just had these these tights. 
he had this gold fucking armor yeah, crest. Yeah. 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 And he, he had a, uh, he had a knife that he could call a, uh, or a dagger know, that he could call a dragon sword too, that could stand on its own. You know, that was like its, its own gnarly, like Godzilla type monster. Yeah, he played it like a flute, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I had this little tune that I don't remember anymore. And eventually he, you know, they break the spell. He becomes a good guy. All of a sudden we've got this guy who is, one of six, but he is clearly the standout powerful guy. And let me tell you, even as a kid, I didn't fucking like that guy one bit. <laughs> like, you ain't no fucking Red Ranger. Who exactly. Are you? <laughs> you know, Jason the Red Ranger was the fucking Captain America, the Leonardo, the Superman, the Cyclops. And then here comes this motherfucking little Wolverine ass Green Ranger coming in here being cool as shit with his long hair. His fucking ponytail. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? Get out of here. I never liked Tommy at all because he was the fucking cool guy. He was a fucking cool guy though. Whatever. I I mean, honestly, and then he loses his powers and and even or at that point when he loses his shit he then he gets the girl, the Pink Ranger. Holy shit, Amy Jo Johnson! Did you have a crush on that chick when we were young? Who didn't have a crush on the Pink Ranger? Exactly. When she wasn't in her costume, she had like Daisy Dukes and like a crop top on all Ooh. the time. Especially in the second season, like I, yeah. I don't know if it was pressure from the studio or what, but she she lost some of that baby fat and she was looking good. like, hey you, hey sexualize that teenager please. yeah exactly like, what is going on here like i remember looking at her when i was watching this and i was like i don't think i'd let my daughter leave the house dressed like that no nah. and those were the days of like like fucking kelly kapowski where, where you know you yeah that that was the your your teen demographic like you needed that it, she always had her midriff exposed mm -hmm. I, was like, I don't let my daughter leave with her belly exposed or like the general rule is if she puts her hands at her side her shorts better be longer than her fingertips. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Like that's, that's the rule. And uh, yeah, Kimberly broke that rule all kinds. Yeah. And she was a gymnast, but yeah. And so here comes Tommy gets the, gets the fucking girl on top of everything. And then, uh, you know, once he loses his power off and on, like I was stoked when, when he finally lost his power. Cause it took so many episodes of him being like, Oh, I don't know if I've got any more power left. Until he finally lost it. And I was like, great. Get this guy the fuck out of my face. Like, watching these recaps, I remembered all of these emotions. It was great. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, Zordon and, and Alpha are, like, disappearing for their secret project. And Billy breaks in. And they see they're creating a new ranger. It's a white ranger. Mm -hmm. And he pops down in there. And he's they take his helmet off. Who is it? Fucking Tommy. Gosh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, white and gold. And now he's got a fucking talking sword and a white tiger sword that's just as special as the fucking dragon. Ugh, argh, argh. If I ever meet that guy, I'll shake his hand and say I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> good, good job, you prick. He does the local convention circuit, and uh, so does actually, uh, I've seen Zach at conventions, and then Billy. Because uh, Billy actually lives not far from me. Oh, really? If, if he still lives there, yeah. Why didn't you get him on the show, John? Uh, I, I imagine he asks a couple of bucks for it. but uh, I'd give him a couple bucks. To show <laughs> I imagine it's a couple, of, couple more than a couple bucks. But yeah, my, uh, my general manager that I, that I used to work with at a, uh, at a restaurant used to live in the same like cul-de-sac as him. 
Oh, so you got like the a, connections and you're not pulling them in. No, nah, that's what well, comes down the to. general manager didn't like me and he I haven't spoken to him in years. But uh, apparently he ran into him a couple times. But could you figure out where he lives, John? So we just got <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Call call up some old coworkers. Hey, yeah. uh, just got to ring the doorbell of everyone in that cul-de-sac until Billy answers and be like, "Yo, have you ever heard of Geek Exploration the podcast? Yeah. Don't worry about how I found your house. Yeah. Just know that I did. <laughs> Should you be scared? I don't know. <laughs> Should you? Yeah, come on my podcast. Here's some photos of your child going to school. Yeah, how would you like to be on our podcast? <laughs> Just remember, I know where you shower. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, that didn't happen. But apparently he does live in the area. Well, that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> I think we have just as much a uh, likelihood of getting Weird Al to say something on our episode as we do him. Uh, if I knew how to stalk Weird Al to get him to do that, I would. <laughs> you could find how. You're, you're a resourceful dude. But yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, the moral of the story is uh, fuck Tommy, fuck Saba the Saber, and fuck his white tiger ass Zord that can uh, morph into a dude, apparently. Turn into the fucking white tiger ass mega ultra Zord barf. By that point, those those Zords were looking fucking stupid anyway. You're just envious of his ponytail, John. <laughs> He's probably bald in the back just like me. <laughs> just grew his front hair out real long. Uh, now by the by the second season he was he started with like you know just kind of long hair and then he went then he went super ponytail but towards the end of the uh, second season into the third season he was just rocking that long straight hair he was he was all about it that was his trademark well like i said he i think he was the red ranger for like three or four seasons after that oh shit so he went like through different super sentai seasons just stuck around yeah oh yeah yeah he became yeah he said he became the red ranger for at least a couple seasons maybe three. Oh damn yeah he yeah he stuck around for a long time so um he won you lost <laughs> it's true like i want so badly to strike at him just like like oh yeah well he's doing conventions like well he's still making more money than i am doing those fucking conventions kind of yeah, I think he Clog, was damn it. like like going through the 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 montage of all the different transformations. I think I saw his face more than anybody else's. You know, and good on him for for carving his way into that because like he he was really a martial artist in real life and to land a gig that can give that much. Like that's pretty fucking cool cuz I mean, I can't think of the rest of them like uh let's see. Like I I mean, I can't think of anything that most people did i think uh i think kimberly was in a couple seasons of felicity i feel like this is just off the top of my head never watched felicity so i couldn't tell you and um let's see trini the yellow ranger i think her name was uh tui tran Tran, or trang yeah Yeah. Yeah. and uh i think that's how it's pronounced i knew somebody who had the name spelled like that it's t-h-u-y and she was tui so or twi um but she like she was in the crow where she was like a dominatrix fucking like right hand lady to the to the main guy oh really yeah but she ended up dying in i should have i should have looked this up she died in like a uh, car accident or something oh way to be a bit of a downer there john yeah you know it's life go from dominatrix to dead (laughs) yeah that's rough yeah yellow ranger dominatrix dead oh Oh, boy. boy But other than that, like I, I can't think of anybody who who 
actually forged a lifelong career out of this. So if, uh, what was his name? Is it like Jason David Frank or something? Like, like it's a three part name. And I feel like David Frank is the last two parts of it. I don't know. If only I had a device that had all the knowledge in the world directly in front of me. But I've got a water bottle in my hand, so I'm not looking it up. Yeah, Jason David Frank. Oh, did it. Nailed it. Bam. You wish you were a fucking Jason. He's got a load of tattoos now. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, we'll have to go meet him and, like, get him to strike a pose and see if he goes, see ha, see, see. Like, that That was always the thing that bugged me about his character. For whatever reason, like, whenever he started, like, a, like a, huh, 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 uh, you know, like fight scene doing the, the uh, ADR for it. He'd always go like, see, uh, see, I don't know. He's got Jesus didn't tap tattooed on his forearm in really big letters. Dang. It's true. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Man, Jesus took it to the very end. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Superman didn't tap either. Uh, so <laughs> what do you think, Ben? Do you want to take a little break? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time for it. All right, let's do it. From rolling dice and drawing cards to solving puzzles and opening locks. For beginners who are new to games to experienced players who want something new. Let us take you through the exciting world of gaming and help you design a great gaming get-together or night out. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is Game Night. Friday's Game Night is available anywhere podcasts are found the first Friday of every month. Follow us at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to join the conversation. Find out about our favorite escape rooms, what board game we're loving, and the hottest new party games. Because Friday is game night. Welcome back, Ben. I am back. Let's see. What else do we need to cover from the series itself for general discussion? Well, there's the movie. Oh, yes. The that's 1995 true. movie. Yeah. You uh, you told me that you went ahead and watched that. I did. I hadn't seen it since uh, probably at least a decade or two. Oh, so you did see it before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw it when I was younger. I did not see it in the theaters, however. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did see it in the theaters. But as we were discussing earlier, my memory of it is not good enough to uh, to guarantee it. And I didn't want to get caught in a little trap of, oh, shit, it wasn't actually in the theaters. But it, it looks like it was. Yeah, and it was a bit of a different beast from the Power Rangers TV show that you were used to. Yeah. It was like the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon of Power Rangers. Like it had <laughs> oh, no so shit. much wire work. Yeah, a lot a lot of physics defying uh moments. Yeah, it was one of the few things where Saban actually had to film everything. Like they did it all. They did not borrow footage from Japan for that. They just did it. And one it, it, it was kind of to its benefit and kind of to its detriment. Yeah, me personally, from what I remember, uh, because I haven't seen that movie in years, but I had it on VHS when I was a kid. I fucking loved that movie. And I, I remember when I was a little kid seeing the uh, seeing the trailer with the suits and how they were they were actually like molded armory pieces of uh, of costume there and loving the shit out of it. Yeah, the suits were fucking cool. Yeah, they they were like armor. They had like sections. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, they were molded. They were they were they weren't just weird fabric suits. But and, and then the 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 wire work was pretty cool. Like they'd fly through the air and fucking do all these cool moves and like do like spin kicks at each other and yeah, shit. Like, and like it was it was rad. And like a weird Liu Kang like flying multi kick where they where he just keeps pounding somebody in the chest forever with their feet. 
Yeah. Before falling. Yes. And and that part was pretty cool. Ivan Ooze, the main bad guy, was yeah. pretty cool. Like he had all kinds of cool little quips and uh there was slime. Like it was the nineties. Who doesn't like slime? Yeah, it was a Nickelodeon kid's dream. Yeah. And that was uh what's his name? Did I not actually write his name down? Bellic from freaking Indiana Jones. Yeah, the guy who Ivan played Ooze. who played Belloc, the the main villain from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Shit, Freeman, something free. Oh yeah, definitely. Paul Freeman. Yeah, Paul Freeman. That was his name. Uh, was yeah, he was the main villain, and he did a good job. Like he really put a lot into it, and uh, and he was a compelling villain. He he shrunk Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed, Lord Zed into like a little snow globe. Which, by the way, the costumes on those two were fucking fantastic, from what I remembered. Like like Zed looks. It looked extra shiny and, you know, like you could just see a, a slight elevation in uh, in the costume design. Yeah, absolutely. It did kind of upset me that they didn't get um, the right Rita Repulsa. Like they got someone else who could actually speak good English. Yeah. And not have to dub over. But uh, I don't know. I kind of would have preferred a dubbed Rita Repulsa. Okay. So in the movie, they uh, their their Zords get destroyed, right? Well, Zordon gets fucked up. Yeah, and you actually see him like in like a weird like little crystal thing. Like you see a physical body for Zordon rather than just an interdimensional consciousness. Yeah, and he's a huge wuss. He's like, like, oh, it's all over. We're done. I quit. <laughs> and they're like, no, Zordon, we can't. Like he totally gives up. Yeah. What a wuss. This is all from memory, but for some reason I remember this. They they teleport to a planet called Phatos? Something like that. Yeah, I I still remember it. On it. I remember like a like a either a trailer or from the movie where it's like Ivan Ooze saying like you will fly to Phatos, you will find the Power Rangers, and you will crush them or something like that. Yeah, to the weird flying bird people. Yeah, the Tengu warriors. So that's something that was new. Like we had the putties back in the day that did like the turkey <laughs> noises. Yeah. And so these Tengu war or Tengu warriors were uh, were like these weird bird creatures. And the Power Rangers teleport to this other planet where they, they get into, like, some more traditional ninja garb, correct? They have, like, little jewelies on them and stuff. They go through, like, a little ceremony and get, like, the animal spirit from the ninjetti. Oh, the ninjetti. That's right. And then they, so they come back and do they get, they get new zords from that, right? Yes, they do. Yeah, they get uh, animal, they're animal swords. Ah. They're animal spirit zords. And the Black Rangers is a frog. Yes. Okay, so coming from that, you know, the, the whole ninja suit, the Tengu Warriors, and these new Zords. So when I was doing my recap last night, I went into season three of the, uh, of the TV series. All of a sudden, they've got Rita and Zed and Rito Repulso, her brother, <laughs> bringing on Tengu Warriors, who were the same bird creatures. Then they go to a different planet where they meet this, like, robot-looking dude named Ninjor, and they get new powers and zords. And I even made a note when I was watching it of the uh, Black Ranger getting the frog ninja zord. So all of a sudden, like, we've got the, uh, the TV series doing the same thing concurrently, but slightly different story-wise, and I'm, I, I don't know which one came first. But it was really bizarre because when I was watching the recap, apparently I dropped out of the TV series before this actually happened because I remember it from the movie. And, and I was watching, I was like, 
this seems really familiar. And like Ninjor did look familiar, but they were like treading the exact same beats. And it's really bizarre to me that they did that both in the movie and in the TV series. Well, because they were trying to catch up with where Japan was. They were sick of shooting their own fight scenes. And so they had to try and match what Super Sentai was doing at the time. And that's why they, when they brought in the, remember the Alien Rangers later in season three? See, I had that as the beginning of season three where they, where they went to, oh, Edenoi. And they had like the masked rider and his yeah. buddies. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that stuff actually came from the, a later season, which I think it was like Kaku Ranger or something. And so the, the costumes they wore and the fight scenes there, the Alien Rangers wore was, for that and then they went backwards in the japan series at the end of that series they kind of did it backwards and tied it in with the movie and uh kind of got right with all right we can copy these guys wholesale now interesting (laughs) trying to to fix the mess that they'd made with trying to preserve the original power rangers costumes oh cool see and like going back and watching uh watching little snippets and trailers from that uh power rangers movie like the, <laughs> the CGI did oh, not God, age so well. <laughs> it's about as bad as CGI could possibly be. Like the, the, they had the one scene with the, uh, like the skeletal rhino fight. Yeah. Yeah. With Tommy riding that guy. And that was practical and it looked fucking cool. Oh man. Like that was solid. And then, and then they get the, uh, I can't remember what they call them. Like the Uzo morphs or some shit like that. Whatever the big robots were. And they were CGI, and I was thinking like, oh no, please don't do CGI swords. I'm pretty, I don't remember this entirely. Please don't do CGI oh, swords. Man. And they were fully CGI. Yeah, they, they were CGI. Like garbage. <laughs> Which the frustrating thing is like, you know, the actual physical swords existed because they did it in the show. Yeah. And it, it's a shame that they wouldn't try to just either recreate those costumes in a, with, with a higher production value or shoot them better or i mean i guess and or shoot them better uh than than the old japanese series because i mean it had to have been cheaper than cgi especially back then yeah or just pay toei to to shoot some new scenes with the actual costumes yeah something i because the cgi is it's about as bad as cgi could be yeah yeah it is not good at all it was not the jurassic park of a robot CGI. I mean, it was 95 low-end CGI. It's 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 bad. Yeah. I mean, I remember being a kid and being excited by it because we were kids and we didn't know any better, but... Yeah. Oh, boy. This movie is fucking peak 90s. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. Beginning with the uh, skydiving into rollerblading scene. Yes, at, yeah. That the movie opens with. It's Extreme! Just, it is just, it's so 90s. Yeah, they skydive <laughs> down into, into Angel Grove for, for some reason, for some festival or it's some like, shit. Yeah, raise some money for the high school or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah I don't know, something like and that. And then they go straight into rollerblading, like all of them. And they're all wearing like wrist guards and knee pads and elbow pads like a bunch of fucking dorks. They're like skating backwards and doing flips and stuff on their rollerblades jumping over stairs like it was just it was just like hey let's put a cool rollerblading scene in here because rollerblading's cool yeah mighty ducks did it yeah and they're successful and but they're they're doing like full-on like flips and spins and shit on you know doing those little like low angle upward shots of somebody flipping through the air just wearing some rollerblades fucking fruit booters oh (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah. And then the soundtrack yep. was solidly 90s. The skydiving scene, it's got the fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, it's their cover of uh, uh, Higher Ground. Yeah, yeah. And then it closes with Van Halen, and it's got- um, Van Hagar. Yeah, it is totally Van Hagar. It's a higher. Yeah. Or, uh, that's not the name of the song, though. The song's got some other stupid name, but he says higher a lot yeah. in that song. Up I love that. That like I I texted you the other night, and you're like, oh, I'm watching the 95 uh, yeah. uh, movie. And the only thing I could text was musical note, higher and higher musical note. And that was exactly the point in the movie I was at, too. It was right at the end. I love it. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and it had uh, that I've Got the Power song by Snap, I think it was. Some, oh, I don't know if I know that song. The, I've Got the Power. You definitely know that song. Oh, I've Got the Power. Like that one? Yeah. Uh, okay, that does sound familiar. Wow, I haven't heard that one in years. Yeah, yeah it's very 90s. Wow, Saban shelled out for some uh, some good music licensing there. Yeah, well, and then they had uh, that the trouble song, the uh oh, we're, we're in, in trouble. trouble. Something, yeah. something, 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 the double. double. <laughs> the only other word that rhymes with trouble besides yeah. bubble, <laughs> which was apparently by a band called Shampoo. Oh shit! Which is a terrible name for a band. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nineties man. Shampoo, but uh. Yeah, that, that movie was uh, about as 90s as a movie could possibly get, and uh, <laughs> I love it for that. Yeah, I, I, I'm I bummed that I didn't get to go back and watch it. I just didn't have the time. Oh, and, and it included the unbeatable line, insufferable dingle dorks. <laughs> I need to work that into my daily <laughs> vocabulary somehow. Man, that is so weird that Ivan Ooze was Paul Freeman. Yeah. That, that is wild. And he killed it. He did a great job. It's worth a watch. It's cheesy and it's Power Rangers. I mean, it's Power Rangers. Like, you go into a Power Rangers movie, what the fuck do you expect, right? Yeah. I mean, like, to me, like, memory serves its peak Power Rangers. Like, yeah, it's, it is. it's high budget Power Rangers, mm -hmm. which is all I wanted back then. Yeah. Like, the, the, the ooze, like, the, you know, the replacement for the putties that I have an ooze sends after him. Like, they kick him and they slam into a wall and, like, turn into, like, slime. Like, they yeah. explode. Yeah. Like, it looked pretty cool. They did a good job. And I remember, like, Billy punching one in the chest and, like, lifting up his fist, and he's got goo all yeah. over it. Now, while we're on the topic of movies, before we move into structure, you mentioned that you've seen the new one, because I have. Yeah. You, did, you didn't watch that? No. I, I, I never got around to it. A Power Rangers fan. I don't know if I do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was not bad. It was not good, but it was not bad. It was it was an acceptable Power Rangers movie. I mean, it had uh, they had a Rita Repulsa like villain, but it you know they modernized it um, to make it less less interesting to me. If they just pulled out old Rita Repulsa, I would have been happier. I heard they they sort of tied it into where she was a Green Ranger in the past, something like that. Yeah, she she had been a Power Ranger back in like ancient Power Ranger history because hmm. that was a thing. Yeah, and Brian Cranston played Zordon. He did. Yeah, and it was kind of cool. Like they 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 get their powers and they start running and doing some stuff, and it's kind of cool. And they you know they did the the typical like super redesign of the suits where they look like you know tactical armor. Yeah, you know like the X Men thing. And uh, the suits were okay. They weren't nearly, I, don't, I didn't like them as much, but uh, like the colors were all muted. 
Like they weren't like really bright colors. Yeah. Well, and I, I did appreciate how they at least kept the, uh, the like diamond in the chest. Yeah. You know, like, like sort of a callback. And the Zords looked pretty fucking cool. See, that's something I haven't seen. Do you, were, were the designs taken from the original series? Uh, close. They were, they were more, um, they weren't quite like Michael Bay level technical, but they, <laughs> they definitely made them look more like machines. Yeah. Um, and they, they were pretty cool. Like they looked pretty rad. And, uh, when they like first come out and like, they start like, you know, like there's a, there's like some big dude, you know, a giant monster attacking the city. Right? You don't you know, say. Who would have thought, right? And they all start like charging at it. And, uh. It plays like a uh, rendition of the original Power Rangers theme song. Oh, that's cool. And we're thinking like, oh, this is fucking rad. And then about two minutes later, they switch to different music. Aww. I'm like, what are you doing? That was so cool. Well, that's just what we wanted. Like, that was stirring all the feels and you ruined it. Yeah. The new kids won't know any different. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Power Rangers theme song is fucking badass. Yeah. Like, that is a solid theme song. That's up there with uh, Ninja Turtles and the X-Men animated series from the 90s. Yeah, it's got, like, that fucking badass guitar riff. Oh, shit. Yeah, like that. Ah, man. Power Rangers theme song is cool. And, uh, yeah, they cut into that, and and I was like, this is fucking cool. And and then they go through a little battle, and, you know, it was good. I, it's worth watching. I liked it. You should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was good and you're like, uh, I was like, oh, say it. I liked it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it was, uh, it was a decent homage to the Power Rangers. Yeah. You should watch it if you haven't seen it. You, you will find things in it that you enjoy. Well, and I remember either right before or right after that movie came out, like, uh, Saban was talking about how he had like six sequels in mind for this holy shit yeah and it just it underperformed unfortunately you know the hardcore fans from what i heard enjoyed the movie but it just didn't capture the general audience like a like a transformers did and i think that's what they were expecting like stupid movies that are a spectacle you know people love it transformers made billions of dollars yeah which i don't agree with either yeah i mean i i might rather watch the power rangers movie than a transformers movie i'm not sure I'd have to think about that, but, uh, <laughs> it, it was not, it wasn't bad. It's, it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. If you have not seen the Power Rangers movie and you have any relation to the Power Rangers in your life, go watch the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. And it's, it's worth it. The, the guy who plays Jason was the, the guy who played the asshole in Stranger Things, Dacre Montgomery. Dacre? Yeah. That's an interesting name. Yeah. He's Australian, I think. And it's, yeah, it's like Acre, but with a D at the beginning. So you look at it and you're like, is it like Dacray? Yeah, no, apparently when, <laughs> when he said it, it was Dacre. So I'll take it. Now, another aspect of Power Rangers that I'm not sure you and I had much experience with because of our age, because it was easy to hide, you know, the fact that we were watching Power Rangers. But the other thing is the toys. Did you, uh, did you have any toys? You know, I don't think I ever had a Power Rangers toy. Yeah, same here. I remember uh, Preston's little brother, I believe, having possibly a Megazord. Oh, like a whole Megazord? Yeah, where it had the pieces that combine. Um, But similar to like Transformers when I was a kid, I just, I didn't have those toys often. And I wasn't good at like moving things around and putting things together like that. Like, I feel like I remember having like the Megazord in my hands, like trying to like transform the Sabretooth Tiger to turn into a foot and like attach it and just generally not having a good job of it or not doing a good job of it i had like half of voltron when i was a kid (laughs) 
He had vol. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had a couple of feet and an arm, I think. <laughs> it wasn't super satisfying. No. <laughs> you had to have them all. I imagine that'd be worse than having one of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, who gives little... a fuck about one of those lions? Those lions were pretty fucking cool, though. Yeah, and I, I, I think I may have had a uh, a Red Ranger toy, just the the Red Ranger itself, where they were like, they were kind of taller and they were m- like more dull dimensions. Yeah, and by the, uh, unfortunately, by the time I was watching Power Rangers, I was more in the groove of destroying my toys than buying <laughs> new ones. Burning uh, yeah, Barbie well, dolls and G.I. Joes and Masters of the Universe for yeah, high, or junior high science projects. Yeah, blowing them up, making little dioramas of doom and death and <laughs> such. Um, Putting nails through them. Or, yeah, like if I was going to go out and buy an action figure, I was going to go out and buy like an alien action figure or an alien's action figure. I do remember you having yeah. ATACs. That, Those were fucking cool. Yeah. So I never really owned any Power Rangers action figure. My uh, My son does have like a 10-inch fucking power ranger action figure really that he got for his birthday wow yeah, just his cool. last birthday yeah it's it's what for one of the newer power rangers i oh, couldn't tell you it. which one yeah it doesn't matter but it's a blue ranger of some variety <laughs> there's been a couple yeah um so what do you say we uh we move on to some uh first impressions yeah i don't have a lot here to tell you like i mean like Me either I mean, I remember watching the Power Rangers when it came out on Fox Kids when I was a kid. Yeah. And, uh, like, being stoked that there was, like, some dude in... The monster designs were freaking rad. Like, For the most part. No, they, they were they were silly sometimes. Yeah, you need to watch this uh, this recap. There were some bad bads. But they were cool. Like, they, they put some time into the costumes. Like, I remember one that was just, like, a dude covered in eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. Just eyeballs all over him. He's just an eyeball man. <laughs> you know, but like it was cool. Like, you know, they'd, they'd get there, they'd show up, and they're like, oh, ooh, I'm going to move my arms around and be really expressive as I talk. And then I'm going to punch and kick you, and then I'm going to get really big. Yeah, they look like they're at a rave or something. They're like spinning yeah. their hands around yeah. and shit. And then they're going to get big and giant, and then the Power Rangers are going to kick their ass. It's just like, it, you know, you knew it was going to happen. Like, it was never a surprise. But it was cool to see, like, the monster of the week. Yeah. Like some someone would show up, they'd be some unique looking monster. They'd say some things. Then they'd maybe do something that was related to what they looked like. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, if they were like the eyeball monster, maybe they'd hypnotize a bunch of people or some shit, and uh, and then the Power Rangers would kick their ass. See, and for my money, like even though he was just a a sniveling, groveling piece of shit, like I always loved the look of Goldar. I thought he was fucking rad looking, you know, he's got that like lion, blue lion face and he's got those like dreadlocks coming out and that gold armor. And then when he got his wings, you know, like it, it was, he's like a winged sphinx. Yeah. He it's was a cool, badass looking motherfucker. Like I, if, if they were doing like some, some extended universe story or something, I would love to see a moment where Goldar actually like kills Rita and takes over. Yeah. Like a threatening Goldar. Yeah. Well, the end of the Power Rangers movie. Do you remember, like, the, the, like right before the the credit scene, like Goldar's sitting on the throne, and he was like, "I am Goldar. I'm the best." And like the other weird pig dude that was only in the movie was like serving him some food, and then like Zed and Rita walk in, and he's like, "Oh, oh shit!" <laughs> he pulls a beast man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. Oh no, I do not remember that at all. Um, yeah, I mean, my my first impression is much the same. Like I was trying to think about it, it's like. 
I don't actually know. Like it could have been the first episode of Power Rangers, but or it could have been the second or third. But I just, you know, that 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 was my earliest exposure was just watching the the TV series and getting. I remember getting hooked from the beginning because I remember the uh, the first couple episodes. So I had to have been there from the start. I don't know how I would have heard about it, but I mean, back in those days, we would see commercials for things and be like, "Oh, we need to be here for this." Yeah, yeah, because it came on at a time, and you yeah. needed to be there at that time otherwise you couldn't see it it was like three or four o'clock it was right after school yeah it was just yeah and it was cool because you know, a bunch of people in cool costumes fighting each other and sparks fly and then they get giant and then they fight each other some more i mean it was like some godzilla type shit yeah and the the megazord pulls out his sword and does its special fancy move with the special effects and oh they're fucked yeah it like flies through the sky into their hand yeah it's fucking cool as as cheesy and silly as it is, part of me still loves it. Yeah, of course. You know, like the hardest part of rewatching some of the episodes was watching the shit that wasn't Japanese. Honestly, I was going through and watching like the characters interact. Oh yeah, it, it's it is bad. not great. No, yeah. it is not good. But then once they start fighting, you're like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, I remember a year or two ago when Netflix got all the power, all at least the original series. I started watching. I watched the first handful of episodes. And I mean, it was really tough because the, uh, the aspect ratio was different. So having to watch it like super, like, yeah, like it's on a CRT TV. Yeah. Like crunched in and like the, the video quality is terrible. It That's hasn't awful. been remastered at all, but it, it was fun going back there, you know, just, just, uh, especially, you know, like bulk and skull come out and then they've got that like goofy little tune that comes in behind them. And like the, the it just, it had such a personality of its own, and it took me right back there. You know, as long as nobody's looking and judging me. <laughs> it is a bit of a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, so do you have a uh, favorite use in pop culture, I Benjamin? Do. Yes. What you got? So and it's, it's one that I discovered recently because I kind of went back. Like I'd, I'd watched a little bit of Super Sentai in the past because I was curious. You watch it, and it, it is, I mean, it's fucking Power Rangers, except the the outside of battle story is slightly different. And uh, I'd watched it in the past as kind of a curiosity, like this is kind of weird. And then I discovered unofficial Sentai Akiba Ranger, which is one that they made only a few years ago. And it is a parody of all the Super Sentai stuff. And by extension, it's a parody of Power Rangers. Oh, shit. And so basically the premise of the show is uh, this lady kind of gets together three um, otakus from the uh, Akibahara district of Japan, which is like a big, uh, you know, anime nerdy section of Japan, and uh, brings them in and gives them these little, like, uh, action figures that turn into their Power Ranger guns. And they realize, you know, that they're the red, blue, and yellow rangers. There's only three of them. But then she reveals to them that uh, they're not really doing that they're just, it, it's powered by their delusions. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So, like, anytime they go into their Power Ranger mode, in reality, they're just standing in the street and, like, play fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's staring at them like they're weirdos. But their delusions are powerful enough to actually have an effect on the real world. Is this American or Japanese? It's ja oh, it's super Japanese. Oh, okay. It's very Japanese. <laughs> but, uh... It's funny because it plays on all the tropes of the, you know, Power Rangers slash Super Sentai shows. Yeah. 
We're like, you know, oh, oh the bad guy said he's going to tell us our plan. Clearly, that's our opening to, to win. And uh, they end up getting like a, uh, a, the, uh, a Prius that turns into a robot that they can fight in. Of course. It's just, it's silly and funny and still has all the same stuff. And it's made by um, Toei. Oh, Even shit. though it's called unofficial. Like, they're unofficial because they're not, you know, they're delusional. They're not real Sentai heroes. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> smart. So it's made by them. And, uh, and, and I think, like, my individual use, favorite use is they do one, uh, I think it's episode 18, I believe. Oh, it's a series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're in, like, yeah, they're in, like, the second season now. It's oh, just shit. like the rest of the Super Sentai, except it's got a second season, which almost none of them do. Episode 18, they go and, because uh, eventually, like, their delusion gets strong enough, they start bringing original characters back from the different Super Sentai series. Mm-hmm. One of the characters that isn't like super into Super Sentai hears about the uh, the American version, and so it brings back the original power two of the original Power Rangers, like the actors or just people in the costumes. People in the costumes. Oh, that's still cool. But it's like yeah, it's like the OG costumes, which would be the you know the you know Ryu Ranger, but they're American. They got like little United States scarfs, and they're real jerks. <laughs> and and her delusion starts changing reality. <laughs> That uh, I guess they couldn't get the rights from Saban to call them Power Rangers, so they call them Powerful Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and her delusion starts changing reality such that uh, power that the that the Super Sentai were actually invented by America. <laughs> awesome! And it drives the other two super fans like absolutely crazy, and and uh, like they go ever like they're walking around town, and be like, "What about this?" And they're like, "No, that was what are you? You're making yourself sound stupid." You know, Power Rangers are from America. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and it's it it's a fun, silly little series. It's super Japanese, though. Where can you find that? It's really hard. I uh, I had to find it incredibly legally online. Oh shit! I was gonna say, let's post a link to the YouTube channel. No, yeah, you can't find any of it on YouTube. Oh, um, I found a I found like the first eight episodes on Vimeo, but uh, the rest of them I had to procure through. Less legit. Channels. Totally legal means. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But uh it's it is a fun series. It is all subbed, but it and it's like super over dramatic Japanese. Even though it's a parody of the Japanese version, you totally get all the jokes if you're a Power Rangers fan. Oh man. Yours is so much better than mine. Holy shit. Yeah, take that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my favorite use in pop culture came uh, about two years ago, I would say. Um, Boom Entertainment decided they were going to start publishing uh, Power Rangers comic books. And holy shit, they put out the book uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that for some reason, like, nostalgia just hit hard. From, like, the first issue, that shit was just selling out. It was super hard to find. And uh, and it's, it's since gotten a lot easier. But when it first started out, it was uh, it was fucking huge. But then they put out a second series uh, that was more all-ages friendly that was called Go-Go Power Rangers. And I love that series because it takes the original cast and it puts them in high school. And they're, you know, they they go through the normal high school shenanigans and whatnot, you know, getting dressed for prom. You know, there's like a little little possible romantic thing between Jason and Trini. You know, like they don't they don't just tread over the same uh, the same ideas as before. But the big thing that pulled me in was uh, it's illustrated by the artist uh, Dan Mora. And that that guy is one of those artists where whatever he draws, 
I will buy. I love his shit. And um, it does have enough of a cartoony flavor to where it's perfect for something like Power Rangers. Um, so I would suggest seeking that book out. He Was the original one uh, like more action-packed and adult? I can't imagine it was adult. But for whatever reason, I mean, I never read that, that series, but um, comic shops would carry Go-Go in the all-ages section, whereas the other one would be on the regular comic book racks. Because I, I think it would be interesting to see, like, a more gritty Power Rangers. Not really gritty. Like, I don't want to see them, like, cutting people's heads off and yeah. shit. But something where it's taken, a li- the storytelling's a little bit more serious. You know, the last arc I read in Go-Go, and I think it did go through uh, through Mighty Morphin as well, was a, a storyline called Shattered Grid, where it had, like, a, a Kimberly from a different dimension where the the Green Ranger was, like, I think this is something from canon at some point where he's like Lord Dracos or some shit. Like he's, he's a big bad motherfucker and he's taken over the world. And like, there's like patrols of like black power Rangers who are like the, the, you know, like the SS analogous thing. And, uh, and she's sort of like a freedom fighter, but she's going to go into the normal universe to fuck the power Rangers up because she can't handle that happening. I don't know. Maybe it was the future. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, that sounds kind of cool. Though. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. The first twelve issues were were great. Once the but once Dan Mora took off, I sort of lost interest in it. Well, and I saw. I just saw today. Like they're doing a new. Uh, I haven't read it, unfortunately, but they're doing a new Power Rangers Ninja Turtles crossover comic. Yeah, I've only seen the covers because Dan Mora does them. Yeah, and it looked kind of cool. Like I saw a picture of the Green Ranger slash Shredder. Like Shredder gets his hands on a power coin and oh, becomes shit. the Green Ranger. It looked kind of fucking cool. <laughs> it piqued my interest. So essentially, it sounded like the the plot is that that you know, like Shredder's going to for world domination as Shredder does. Yeah, of course. And he's landed his hands on a power coin, and like he's going against Rita Repulsa to do some shit, and then the Power Rangers are trying to stop both of them. I was like, all right, this sounds like it could be kind of cool. I might have to pick that up. So what do you think, Ben? You want to you wanna wrap this thing up? Yeah, why not? There was something I made a note of when I was watching my recap of the original series that, uh, that I would like to use for my one-word review. And uh, it is something that I heard twice, once from Kimberly early on and once from Billy later on. It is more phenomenal. Oh, man, that's way better than what I got. <laughs> I was shocked when I heard that it, it was like, it had to have been like the second episode and they're like at high school. And I, I think it's when Billy breaks out the, uh, the, the communicators and Kimberly picks one up. And she's like more phenomenal. I'm like, what the fuck are you even saying? Oh, Where the fuck does that come from? <laughs> but that encapsulates this series to me, where it's just like you're expected to, and you do just buy in fully to this whole mighty Morphin Power Rangers concept. Like, what the fuck even is this? Oh, it's, it, this is full-on suspension of disbelief. Yeah, you're like, okay, we're teenagers, and now we are fucking super-powered fucking superheroes with giant robot-ass things fighting piece-of-shit monsters. Of course it's more phenomenal. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that wraps it up. More phenomenal. Well, shit, now I feel dumb. Good. Because the best thing I could come up with was just, like, fun. Fun! Because it is. It's just fucking, like, it's stupid. It's not, there's no depth to it. 
This is not about deep story and plot and any of that. No, this is about watching big ass robot thing fight a big ass funky monster thing and some dudes in lycra suits punch each other. Yeah. That's it. Like it, it is it is just plain and simple carnal or not well maybe not whoa carnal, uh but uh you know base human yeah rudimentary yeah fun like this is just you know neat thing punch other neat thing spark fly ha <laughs> 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 you know there's there's nothing complicated or you know uh d- d- a synonym for complicated about this. <laughs> it's just fucking, it's just good old stupid punch em up fun. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm okay with that. And I would be, I would be totally fine if they made another Power Rangers movie where it, they just bought in wholesale to that. Or yeah. if they did like a Power Rangers versus Godzilla movie. Be totally oh, shit. That. That, would, that would be awesome. Yeah. Fuck King Kong. They are making a, a Godzilla versus King Kong movie. That's true. Coming up. And uh, if it falls in the same vein as the Godzilla King of Monsters movie that that came out, was it this year or last year? Uh, I think it was this year. I mean, we're in 2020. Well, it was, yeah, I guess it was, la- was it last year or last last year? I don't know. Anyway, that movie was pretty cool. It was big monsters fighting each other. That's awesome. I still haven't seen it and I want to. Like, I don't give a shit about the people in those movies. That was the problem with the last, or with the, not the last. But the Godzilla movie that came out in the 90s was it was all about Matthew Broderick and his love triangle and whatever garbage was going on. Like, I don't care about that. I want to see Godzilla fuck some shit up. That was also the problem with the uh, with the first Godzilla movie from this new series, though. We we fucking had like two of like the two hours and 15 minutes fucking people and following them around. And, like, they almost show Godzilla, and then a door closes. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Let me see Godzilla. Yeah, did you see the King of Monsters one? Um, No, I have not seen it. It was just straight up fucking monster battles. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, it was, I mean, it had, there was people in it. Because I think there yeah, has Kyle to be some Kyle Chandler in it, and right? Vera yeah. Farmiga was in yeah, it. They were fucking around. Millie but Bobby Brown? The movie was not about them. It was about big ass monsters kicking each other's ass. Which is what we all want. Yeah, good. And uh, so, yeah, Power Rangers versus Godzilla, I'd be all in. Yeah, CGI is at a point to where we can make a Megazord look good. Absolutely. Well, thank you, folks, for coming down to the Angel Grove Juice Bar and hanging out with us today. Uh, If you want to let us know how we did, you can hit us up on the social medias, the Facebook page, Geek Exploration, the podcast, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, and Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. And if you enjoyed today's or any other episode, please go uh, on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five power coin review. On that note, we are nearing our 2000 listen giveaway. So if you go on and give us a review of any kind, uh, you will be entered to win some fantastic prizes that can be detailed somewhere else. We have t-shirts still available at uh, shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com and our theme song is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Until next time, may the power protect you. 